flowed for Sir Heke Nukumai Busby as he was laid to rest earlier this week on May the 15th. Heck, as he was affectionately known as, was at the forefront of waka building and ocean voyaging in Aotearoa, having formed close relationships with teachers Mo Pialug and Mainoa Thompson. There's a thing called, in the navigation, it's underwater lightning. It's, it's this deep flash of light. Don't understand how it works, even scientifically, but it, it, its light shoots towards islands. And so Ma, Mao gave Hector Poe and graduated him into the sacred knowledge of traditional navigation from the greatest school in the Pacific. Close friend and fellow master navigator Nainua Thompson talks about naming a star after Heck in the wake of his passing. Navigator and cultural advisor Papa Tsipuaridi talks about the time he spent with Hekinukumai. He was a great teacher. He used to invite us up to the Wananga, and I'd travel 14 hours from Wellington, get up to his place on Friday morning, have breakfast, Wananga all day Friday. Wananga all day Saturday, Wananga half the day Sunday, come, go back down to uh, Wellington and be at work on Monday. I, you know, I did that for a number of years, about five years I did that, so I could be close to him and learn the knowledge, and he just gave it freely. This is Tiahika on RNZ. I'm Justine Murray. Tonight, the show is dedicated to Suhike Nukumai. We'll feature archival recordings thanks to Natonga Sound and Vision. We'll delve into the Tiahika Vault from uh, previous shows. And of course, we'll feature highlights with Suhike Nukumai, who talks about life growing up in Pukeputo. That's coming up in tonight's episode of Tiahika. In February of this year, Sir Hikenukumai Busby received his knighthood. The investiture ceremony took place at Waitangi Grounds. He was surrounded by dignitaries. Of course, the Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern was there, his whanau and local students. Former Te Manukorehi reporter John Boynton interviewed Sir Hick, where he talked about his life growing up in Pukepoto and the range of jobs he had before he turned to waka building and ocean voyaging. I went to school there. Our job was milking cows by hand at the time. We had no milking machine or anything, and we had about 40 to 50 cows every every year and uh, going to school in the mornings when we used to go down and get the cows to milk milk them in the mornings uh, we were just uh, the farming kids our parents didn't have much money but we we never starved we always they were beautiful our mum and dad and uh, she actually died in my arms, my mother. But that's a long time ago now. I heard you started off building bridges. That was kind of your, your first ambitious project. Yeah, I first worked in a bakehouse uh, in Kairaya for 12 months, and then when I had my uh, holidays, uh, I took to my 
you know, all my schoolmates were, were out of the area and uh, some of them were working in Portland, cement works. So I went down to Whangarei and I went uh, out to meet them and uh, I sort of uh, I made up my mind I was going to go and see the, uh, the office and uh, get a job there. But the job at Portman's Cement was not good for him. Hekinukumai says that because of the dust in the air, it made him quite sick. So he left on doctor's orders and found other jobs in the Northland. And I worked in drains, cleaning drains, I think for two years. And then this job at Kaitaia turned up, uh, was a bridge to be renewed. So uh, we... uh, me and my, two of my brothers uh, went and got a job there, and that's the local bridge in Kaitai, just by the courthouse. That was in 1950. Really interested in the bridges, uh, so I used to collect the, uh, take the plans home and study them at night, and bring them back again in the morning, you know, and. Uh, I started studying them and uh, I started getting the hang of it. And eventually business became a bit more lucrative. There was a bridge that turned up not very far from home uh, and I decided to tender for it. And I got it. <laughs> and that was the beginning of my bridge building life. Hikinukumai and his team built over 150 bridges in the Northland area. From building bridges to building waka that would go on to traverse the Pacific Ocean. But what was the impetus behind becoming involved in the world of celestial navigation? Well, it began with the wise words of a Ngāpuhi leader. Our paramount chief was Sir James Henare. And uh, when the Hawaiians came over in 1985, he uh, greeted them and welcomed them. And uh, I remember the words he said, "Uh, this is one of the happiest days of my life, he said, for all the critics that said it was never done. You have uh, done it like how our ancestors and uh, after that he said he hoped in the near future we would build a waka like yours that was in 95 Uh, yeah 85 and then in 1989 he passed away Sir James so I went to his tangi and I met him and I said I have made up my mind that I was going to build, try and uphold his wishes. That's when I gave up bridge building and I started with Waka building. Fortunately, I had the gear, all the gear, truck and trailers went up to the forest, cut the carries down, put them on a truck, back down to where I to Odevi, where I, where I stay, and uh, that's how it all started. 
Cody trees from the Hire Kino forest were felled and would be used to construct and build Odere. In the 1990s, Sir Heck and his team began work. It was completed around 1992. Odere was named after the hometown of Sir Heck's Odere in Kaitaia. It didn't take me long to build it, and it was easier than what I thought. You know, I get to the tricky parts, and uh, and just as I got there, it, uh, you know, just to everything to everything seemed to be going right all the time, and uh, I think there was something, some somebody in there helping me along a bit. I believe that. It didn't take long. Nine or Thompson couldn't believe it when they heard that we had completed the condition. So uh, in 19, uh, when was it? In 1992, the maiden voyage to Rarotonga. The first time we launched Daudere, we had a, the Maori Queen came along and uh, so I couldn't be on the canoe. I I was one of the ones that greeted her. But uh, Nainua Thompson, one of the Hawaiians, uh, he is the uh, first student uh, of Maupialu, that uh, Micronesian guy, to uh, learn, start learning about the celestial navigation. In 1992, Te set off for Rarotonga on its maiden voyage. But before that, it had to undergo a number of sea trials. Hare Williams was there to get a sense of the voyage ahead for the young team, led by Hekinukumai. As you prepare Aurere to sail across to Rarotonga, what are some of the things that are so important for these young people to gain their faith, to be strong in their tahawairua, to be strong physically, what what are you doing to prepare the young people for this uh, very historic voyage to Rarotonga? Well, one of the main things is uh, it's the same as building a craft, same as building a waka, is uh, you, you've got to have that tahawairua all the time, and, uh, and those are some of the things that make you strong when you prepare for this... Uh, for a journey like this, uh, the Pahawairua is one of the main things, I think, to prepare our young people. And uh, I've worked with with uh, some of my own uh, young ones, which has been on a project before, but I think uh, one of the things that, uh, one of the things that they lacked then was the Pahawairua. You know, there's uh, so many factors, I suppose, in uh, developing that confidence. How do you develop their faith? What 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 you've got to do is to uh, to create this uh, this family uh, this uh, family wairua in the whole crew because it's very important uh, that uh, everybody has to pull his weight. When we go on a, a voyage like this, we're a minimum. You know, we've cut it down uh, for for several reasons uh, to make the uh, the lighter we can have the canoe when it's uh, ready for sailing, the better performance we get, the quicker we go, and uh, the trip won't be so long. Sea trials are intense. 
the stars to follow are memorised and the sights are set for Rarotonga for the South Pacific Festival of Arts later this year. Aurere has traversed the Pacific. It's travelled to Hawaii, Tahiti, New Caledonia and Marquesas. It can carry around 14 crew members. From these early stages of ocean voyaging, Jack Thatcher, who has been at Hekenukumai's side for some 30 years, has learned a lot from him and other teachers like Nainua Thompson and Mo Piolog. In 2013, Jack was a recipient of a Te Waka Toy Award for his services to ocean voyaging. Here, they both talk about their unique friendship. Well, Hector said it, you know, almost 30 years ago for himself, and then I just joined in on his crusade, uh, for want of a better word of calling it, uh, about 20 years ago. So, um, And uh, we've been doing it together all that time. So, Oh, you know, that's one thing that we... When Jack was around, you always knew he was around because he had a very strong voice, you know. And, and, and uh, the voice of, of a leader, anyhow. Mm, yeah. Because and, this has been a very much a mentor-protege relationship. Yeah, and, uh, you know, uh, he, he can explain himself how he first got on the canoe, anyhow. Mm. He sneaked on without anybody <laughs> knowing. <laughs> Stowaway. No, how can you stow away yeah. on a walker? Oh, well, you can. It was a bit of a hard case when, when, when I first went up to, to, to for the launching of the Odiri. And I went up there and I just couldn't stay away from the canoe. So when everybody went to breakfast that morning, I stayed down there. And then uh, the tide was coming in and I put it down onto the beach. Tide was coming in. So I just hung out down there with a friend of mine and, um, and uh, we just helped out when it came time to pull the walker out through the breakers, uh, the, the little runabout they had there uh, wouldn't go, so we had to carry the anchors out into the tide. Right. So uh, my mate and I, we didn't think we were allowed on the waka, so we carried the anchors out yes. uh, with a couple of friends of ours of, that became friends of ours later, and we helped carry the anchors out and, until the IRB got fixed, and then uh, I'm standing out in the middle of, the, of, the, of the, the surf, and I think it was Stanley says, well, come on, get up here. So up I got. <laughs> And they pulled us out to uh, to pass the breakers with the IRB. And uh, whilst we were out there, the Queen was was supposed to be coming, and uh, I was supposed to do the widow for her. That 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 you know for up at the beach. Well, I was on the waka, you see. <laughs> and they sent the IRB out to come and get me. And I says, "Oh, you're going to get in trouble." And I says, "Yeah, get tied to do it." So I stayed on the waka. And when everybody came down, they took the waka down to Mongonui from there. It's only like five miles down the down the, down the coastline. And uh, I sat on the tauropa the whole time because uh, I didn't want to get in the way of everybody <laughs> doing stuff. So I, I jumped over the rails and sat out on the on the tauropa and just watched. You know, it was glorious. Kia ora, Jack Thatcher. Te Manu Korehi reporter Mani Dunlop attended the Tangihanga of Hekenuku Mai earlier this week. While there, she interviewed master navigator Nainua Thompson, who spoke at Hek's funeral service, and also mentioned that he had named a star after him. When we go voyage, we, we can find him. There's a thing called, in the navigation, it's underwater lightning. It's, it's, it's deep flashes of light. Don't understand how it works, even scientifically, but it... it its light shoots towards islands. Mao gave Hector Paul. He graduated him into the sacred knowledge of traditional navigation from the greatest school in the Pacific, on his island, Paul means the light. Light means love. And, and um, 
and so we put the light in the water for Hector. But the star, it allows us to look in the heavens, and uh, it's a very, very special star. If you can imagine, um, find a dark place in Aotearoa, uh, it's, 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 it's an extraordinary star, because it's called, scientifically it's called circumpolar. It, it, um, it's, it goes around in a big giant circle in 24 hours, equal to the rotation of the Earth on its axis. And what it does is, it, it only comes down, and only in the Northland will it come down and just touch the water, and then we go back up. So we call it holopuni, meaning it never sleeps. That's one. But it's also in, um, in this uh, amazing group of 16 stars. It's, the, it's actually the, the fish hook of Maui that Maui used to pull all the islands out of the sea to give Polynesia life. That, that Maui was the great fisherman, but the great navigator. And, um, and these 16 stars um, have that beautiful shape of the fish hook. But this star is right at the very tip of the hook. So it's, it's right in the black hole. It's right in the heart of, of our whole universe. And, it, and it's pulling it into the heavens. And so, so it's the fitting star that he's, he's the great navigator. And so, um, so we name him for that star, Kamata. Kia ora, Nainua Thompson. Fellow navigator and cultural advisor Papa Tsipua Reedy talks about the time he spent with Hekenukumai. Well, one, one, I forget the, the year that he came down and Teoriri was sitting and uh, um, was, was moored at the wharf in Wellington and I happened to be there passing by and I sat and I saw this beautiful waka sitting there and I just sat there for three hours and he'd gone up, up, obviously, to a wee, and when he came back, I was still there. And he says, your name is Reedy, you're Reedy, aren't you? And I, and I said, yes. And he said to me, well, jump on board and have a look. This is, this is our waka. And that's what, how, how I got involved with, uh, with waka hauru with uh, Papa Hector. He just invited me just like that. And ever since that day, I, I've been a, a, a student of his... And his other uh, skippers, Jack Thatcher, Stanley Conrad, uh, all these years. And he was a great teacher. He used to invite us up to the Wananga. And I'd travel 14 hours from Wellington Thursday night. I'd travel, start, start Thursday night, get up to his place on Friday morning, have breakfast, Wananga all day Friday, Wananga all day Saturday. Wananga half the day Sunday come go back down to uh, Wellington and be at work on Monday. I you know I did that for a number of years, about five years I did that, so I could be close to him and learn the knowledge. And he just gave it freely, just like that. Because and he he only did it to the people that were interested. That was the kind of pers- person that he was. You know, he he he, he was uh, he was a. a a very, very uh, astute person in my mind because he wasn't one for the fool, you know the company of fools, so to speak. I don't know how to put that, but you know he says, "Tangata matata, tangata pono, tangata tuturu kuera meakowena." So that was his his philosophy, and he stuck with it, and that's why he he was surrounded with so many great great sailors, and you know he. 
he taught us everything I knew about building the waka and, and rigging the waka and sailing it by the stars and uh, crewing it and learning how to carry enough water and food and, and stuff like that. Well, we lived like kings anyway because we were, we were still on... <laughs> Was still on training, and we used to. Part of our training was to sail around the North Island. We did it three times with him as the skipper until he was happy with our. With our, we developed enough skills to be able to sail it by ourselves. That's how how, how he treated his his uh, his crew, and um, and they loved him so much. You know, he just became like a father to us. You know, we we've never ever forgotten that his home. As soon as I got to his home, the door was open. He says, come and have Kai would be ready. No, no problem at all. No fuss or big porfidies. Hooray, hello, good day, get in there and Kai, we've got work to do. That was the kind of man. He was a working man, not a talking man. But he could talk. He could, because what he, he says, I don't waste, waste words, tip. Uh, you know, I only say the things that I think that are necessary. Like you, I can see you over there learning, trying to learn about a thousand names for a thousand stars. Momo time. I gave you 90. Those are all you need. Those are all the stars you need to, to know in the sky and on the horizon. So he'd done all the hard rounds for us. And him and Nainor had, had carefully selected the stars for us to learn. And you know the star, star compass at his place there. Aye. Those 32 houses, I knew those within, within half an hour. Mm-hmm. And he showed us how to do it. This is, there's the measurement of each house. On, there's the horizon of the sea. And the measurement of your thumb and forefinger is the width of each of those houses 32 times. I was able to do that in half an hour from his teaching. So Hikanuku Mai Busby, waka builder, celestial navigator and son of Te Rarawa and Ngāti Kahu Iwi, died on May the 11th this year. Hekenukumai has, along with his students and peers, Nainoa Thompson and teacher, the late Micronesian navigator Mo Pialug, have led the charge of reviving the practice of celestial navigation and wayfinding. Here, Sir Hek describes that feeling of being out in the ocean. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, the first time I've been out of sight of land, and, uh, and I felt really at home out there. I didn't worry about what was, uh, you know, about home or anything like that. I just contemplated on what we were on about. And uh, it wasn't long that I uh, I was uh, able to uh, to more or less uh, read uh, the waves and stuff. When you're navigating, uh, you've got to make sure Everything is uh, going right. Like you got to study even the, the uh, wake of the waka. If the wake is straight behind you, you know that there's no side current. Uh, what do you think your impact will be on? On I guess what's what information's out there and what people know now. All I'm worrying about now is uh, is getting our school going. And teaching as many as our young guys. Of course, you, you can pick them as soon as uh, they come around. Some of them just like going, just sailing. But some of them, one or two of them, 
you can tell that they're interested in, in, uh, in navigation just by the way they act, you know? Yeah. Especially when they're out inside the, uh, the star compass at home. Nā reira e te tōtara o te waonui a tāne, haere atura ki o mātua tīpuna. He mihi aroha tēnei ki te whānau e noho pani nei. Tonight's show has been a tribute to the life and work of Sir Hekenukumai Busby, waka builder, ocean voyager and a teacher to many. Thanks to Nga Taonga Sound and Vision, Mani Dunlop and tonight's engineer, Alex Harmer. Koe rā tātātou nei wahanga mō tēnei wiki, that's the show for another week. Ko te mana ko ia, kai te noho ora pai e koutou. Te ahikā returns next Sunday. Nō reire te whānau, kia pai tā koutou wiki, hei kona mai. I'm not